Hello, everybody. Today is a new lesson, 7-Eleven, Easter Standard Time, March 4th. I came across an article and I thought, oh, man, we got to talk about this. I want to talk about something called opportunity cost. I rarely hear and see this when it comes to trading, investing, or whatnot. So it's really important to understand this, to know what it is. I'm not going to go too deep into it. I'm going to let you figure it out because the world is do your own research. But these to this topic should help guide you to know what to kind of ask yourself when you put on trades. So uh, this article I'm looking at is from Investopedia. Um, opportunity cost formula calculation, what it can tell you. So their little meme -y thing. Potential benefits that an individual investor or business misses out on when choosing one alternative over another. So let me let me just put in the key takeaways here. Opportunity cost is the foregone benefit that would have been derived from an option not chosen. To properly evaluate opportunity cost, the cost and benefit of every option available must be considered and weighed against the other. So when it comes to investing, you have multiple choices on where to put your hard-earned cash. Do you put it in this or do you put it in that? And sometimes if you choose the wrong one, there's an opportunity cost. So considering the value of opportunity cost can guide individuals and organizations to be more pro to make more profitable decision making. Opportunity cost is strictly an internal cost used for strategic contemplation. It is not an accounting profit and is excluded for from financial reporting. Okay, so um, here's the example they give. Opportunity cost invent investing in a manufacturing plant in LA as opposed to Mexico. Decided not to upgrade co company equipment or opting for the most expensive product packaging option over cheaper options. So basically what this means is, and this could be really related around real estate and gold, gold, any precious metal, but gold namely. So let's say you got $10,000 available to your name. Then you decide you want to get a return. So the question becomes down to, do you own real estate or maybe real estate income trust and put money in that? Or do you put money into gold or do you put money into the markets? That can maybe give you a return or let's say Bitcoin or or any of those four. Those are usually the big four. Again, I'll repeat, stock market, real estate, crypto like Bitcoin or gold. Okay, those are usually the four standard or you got bonds as well. So here's the thing. When you put money into something, the question comes out, how liquid is that gonna be? So if you buy a house with cash and the market goes against you or whatever happens, how long will it take to get your money out? Are you liquid? How much does it cost you to maintain the home? How much does it cost you to get out of that ownership of the home to get your cash back? Even, even after you appreciate or depreciate, and usually it can be anywhere from three to 5% to make that sale on a house. So you have that now 3% cost uh, at the end of the transaction when you wanna get out to get your, your actual hard-earned cash back out of real estate. So right there, during that period of owning uh, real estate is an opportunity cost for something else. 
So as you heard on maybe my most recent, what are the hot sectors in March? We got real estate showing a negative return. So let's say if that was true, that happens for March of this year. It doesn't matter. It can happen any time, any period of time. So let's say over that month, you put money into real estate, but you know it's already showing you a negative return. So now you put money in and now you're losing money on that investment with a home or a real estate income trust. Okay, so that's now an opportunity cost to you if you put money into a high-performing stock category in an ETF like, I don't know, um, uh, let me see my list, it's still available. But let's say it's, um, yeah, like it's some kind of Asian market. It, it just suddenly Asia comes alive and, and you're making money with that or could make money versus holding money in a, in a negative returning real estate product, home, a physical home or a REIT, real estate income trust. So that is your opportunity cost that you have now sacrificed something that would give you a positive return with, let's say, an Asia investment versus a um, a uh, negative returning uh, negative returning real estate investment. So that's your opportunity cost. Now, how do you know what moves? You can't tell, but we do our best. Another opportunity cost is very classic: is gold. The good thing about gold is when you buy gold, physical, let's say, and gold is liquid. You sell gold, you could sell it tomorrow with very little transaction fees, right? Um, so there is really no opportunity cost in the transaction fee, like in real estate with the 4 or 5% on the commission of selling a home. Uh, but you still do have an opportunity cost because you're holding gold. And whatever that could be, re, minor, whatever. So you're exposed to gold somewhere, but it does not perform. And that's what's been happening lately over the last little while. Great example. As an opportunity cost, if you want to ask yourself, is gold a good return? And it's absolutely not. Not at this point. It could be in a couple of months, if everything tanks, absolutely you get into gold. Um, but here's the thing. When you look at the market of uh, 2012, where price of gold, let's say in US dollar, I'm just gonna pull up my um, uh, my gold price all time. Okay, so let me just see. So I'm bringing up a chart for macro trends. Okay, so right now we've got going back all the way to at least the 50s. Okay, so price of gold right now, August 1980 hit a high of $2,056. Now, if you're going to listen to the um, the hot doggers, I guess you'd call them. I don't want to sound really crass here, but the hot doggers that tell you gold is the place to be. Okay, so you're holding gold up to 2060 So then if you're a gold bug and you hold on to that gold, guess what? Well, it's declined all the way back down now to April, uh, November 2000 or so, all, it dwindled 75% roughly to 457. Is That's an opportunity cost because now you got a negative return holding gold. Okay, but it started to rally again from 
November, February 2001, all the way up to peaking again, May 2011 at 2136. Okay, so he got that swing and he did well. That's not an opportunity cost because he got the timing of the market correct. The thing is what happens. You listen to your YouTube. Oh, you got to hold on to gold, man. You know, it's the place to be. So you do your 10, 25% or whatever holding gold. What happens? So from that time period of July 2011, gold started to bounce around at 1600 or so. Right? And then it went back up to 2160 in October 2020 because obviously because of the pandemic and stuff. And it's drifted back. Well, guess what? You now have an opportunity cost because you could have taken that money all of these all of these negative returns that you would take if you were to hold gold when you hear like i think i'm just gonna say they're just absolute bastards for saying this gold will give you a return i'm just giving you three instances okay since 1980 where gold has depreciated why would you hold gold like that that's not how it's supposed to work but yet they're telling you that gold is the best performing asset class, BS. And there's actual YouTube channels that will tell you the same thing, BS. Yes, there are times when you will get a return from a great return here from February, uh, uh, let's see here, December 2000, it was at 466, and it runs up over a certain period of time. But again, it's 11 years all the way up to 2028. And yet it declines and we're back at that price. And it yet declines again since 2020. So you tell me, do you really want to hold gold? Do you really want to hold 10%, 25% gold when it's doing this kind of move? Gold is kind of rallying now, but there's an opportunity cost of holding gold. It's a risk. It means that your gold is not giving you long-term long -term returns. We've got one, two, three periods, and it declines of, of peaks, and it declines back, and then it may rally again. That 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 that's the most asinine uh, thing that's going on now. You may ask, why is gold doing that? Well, there's it's obviously econ the economy. Uh, people hold gold when, like you know, people are running around saying that the the sky's going to fall, and that's fine. They hold gold, they lose money too, but they make money. These, these these guys on YouTube are making money, like Peter Schiff, making money on the transaction fees when you buy and sell gold, right? I think he's out of it now. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. But at the end of the day, uh, yeah, gold is not what you think it is. So uh, where are we? So so the question is, why, why, why does gold go down? Well, as I said, one the big factor is obviously how the economy performs. And if the economy does well, like the stock market where it goes up, people are going to put money into that or oil or 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 uh, U.S. dollar, right? Um, so you got to be able to shift around where you want to get returns, right? So a more recent example of why gold goes down is because of large trading desks in institutions that get fined in the hundreds of millions of dollars that are suppressing the value of gold, right? And that, again, that becomes as an opportunity co uh, cost. Now, I've been re recently listening to Mark uh, Faber, Dr. Doom. And what he says is that it's very true. If you hold gold and things get really bad, like in the 30s or in the 1800s, 
and you hold gold, physical gold, well, guess what? The federal government can come to your door demanding that gold to be uh, pulled back to the government and you lose your gold. Um, and Texas is pretty smart. They're, they're not allowing the federal government to take your gold if you live in Texas. Again, look it up. But the fact of the matter is, is that gold is not what you think it is. Some people say, well, it's good to hold gold um, if Mad Max days come along. Okay, that's fine. But again, that 10% of cash that you're holding in gold, and I've been saying that for a long time, uh, you know, it's an opportunity cost to hold that gold because you can take that 10% and turn it into get a 20, 25% return over, let's say, two years, right? So holding that gold becomes an opportunity cost for allowing that capital you hold in gold into something else that actually produces a return for you. Classic, classic, classic opportunity cost. Another one is, is, as I said earlier, holding real estate. Great example I can think of is what happened in 2020. When you look at um, the, the when the world was literally falling apart because everyone was running around like maniacs because of this global sickness when it hit, when it went in lockdown, guess what? You're you're a landlord. <laughs> and then the government says, oh, sorry, you can't be, you can't kick these people out of that piece of real estate you own because um, and they don't have to pay rent to you either. Guess what? Now you have it now, not just an opportunity cost to hold in the real estate that you could put in the market at the same time and give you a freaking return. Uh, because of that, uh, what you'll find is that opportunity cost, you could have put money in the markets at that time and given you a return and, and be liquid at the same time, um, and not have to face a 4%, uh, commission fee, three to 5% commission fee when you sell the property. So th this is all classic opportunity cost. You have to be liquid. You have to be in things that give you consistent return. And then the worst part about it is then people will classically respond, where do I go? Crypto, I mean, I love crypto, but right now, since, what, the last year, let me let, let me pull up uh, Bitcoin. I mean, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, um, again, in U.S. dollar, geez. Uh, I'm going to bring up the max chart here. Okay, so the last price here that I've gotten the peak was 60000 655 and it's been pretty well in decline since then and been bouncing around between let's say maybe 17,000 16,000 low and then the high of around where it's at now 22,000 so again holding that waiting for the hopeful hopeful return uh for the magical days of the glory days of bitcoin to come back may not happen and again holding bitcoin will become an opportunity cost as well but the good thing is that it's liquid, and so you can get out of that. And holding that Bitcoin, Ethereum, whatever, that does not perform is an opportunity cost. But the key is it's still liquid, and to sell it won't cost you a lot, like real estate. So opportunity cost is important. So that leads me to now, where do we go to keep uh, our opportunity cost down to get some form of return? Well, if you have heard my other, especially the hot sector market, which is did a podcast that I'm putting out the same day as this one on where the money's going. It's all about following the smart money. And right now, from what I'm seeing, either shorting or longing, it don't matter. If it's bullish or bearish, it don't matter. 
if these ETF sectors are producing, that's where you want to be because guess what? You're getting a return. No matter how you look at it, you're getting a return. Unlike if you're holding real estate right now with all the crap that's going on in the real estate market. And as I said, both with, well, I'll say with crypto, namely Bitcoin, but the outlook for gold is okay. It will perform. Will it be the best performing asset class to have? No. There are going to be other there are going to be other other uh, investments. You just look at the U.S. dollar for last year in 2022. I got a nice 15 around 15 percent return holding just the U.S. dollar. As a Canadian, you can hold everything in U.S. dollar. I got a nice return for it. I didn't even need to trade, and I was I was I was doing pretty good. No opportunity cost there because I held again U.S. dollar. So there's all these things that you can do, but don't fall for what these hot-dogging marketing people online that don't care really about your existence. They just want to extract what they can get out of your wallet, and namely in the areas of real estate, gold, so all of this precious metal stuff. I'm not saying that gold and silver right now is not a bad move. It's a fine move. You do it. Um, gold may go up, but there will be better performing instruments out there. And again, holding real estate as your prime, as your prime primary home, for example, again, nothing wrong with that. You're going to get in the long run living in that home. You will get most likely, uh, you will get an appreciation holding that. But what I'm talking about when it comes to real estate is when you get these guys like Cardone going, yeah, I own this, uh, building and you get 5,000 doors to it and you, you leverage yourself out up to the, you know what, um, and take a high risk of loans. When things go bad, that, that bank is going to come knocking and you just now pretty well destroyed yourself financially. So there's that in mind. So what I'm saying there and the same gold, gold is looking okay. Coin, same thing, as I said earlier. So be very aware of this. Um, that's why I do what I do. Obviously, I'm going to turn this into marketing now. Yeah, if you want to know where to put money to get really good stocks, we we just reset a few days ago. I just put out where 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 where, where the sector's looking good to put money into. Is that's your solution? And you be with a good broker, a decent okay broker like Interactive Brokers. You're legit. You're fully legit. Uh, where um, you don't have you, like where they're gonna, they, they're not going to go bankrupt. They've been around since the eighties. Uh, unlike if you're on a crypto exchange like FTX is an example, or even just holding Bitcoin or whatever. Uh, and the and the crybaby boo boo stories that you hear. I'm all in on crypto. I'm I just sold my house, kind of thing. Um, no, Mar the markets will do well. And again, I just as I said, 2020 proved that where everything was just going down, everything was in meltdown. But no, the stock market was still doing pretty good and you were getting okay returns in the market. Now, when it came to 2022, obviously it was not good. You knew that, you get out and you hold something else that produced. A good example of that is in August was a very, very bad month. And you could have held energy and oil producers, namely like Exxon that were just doing amazing. Um, in August. So there's always something decent to hold. I just did my sectors and it does appear everything's going to go defensive. Um, 
and uh, there may be less risk taken in the in the markets. From what I'm seeing of the stocks that I'm seeing, I'm seeing stocks perform really, really well, and they're just got strong momentum. Again, I just put that in the, in the hot sector market thing on that podcast there. So listen to that as well. Again, um, we'll leave it at that. Also, be patient. I'm just working on the new webs. It's redesign on the websites. That'll be done sooner than later. And I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, end it. But thanks for listening, and we shall talk to you later. Have a good day.